Hello, everybody. Welcome to Goofs and Gambles. If you listen to our first NFL show, you are aware that Joe is taking the day off, being kind of lazy, becoming a dad. He is in the hospital. And good news, we officially have a baby. Avery was born. We are all good. Joe's out there still gambling. So everybody keep Joe in your thoughts and prayers as he's now become a new father. And that's a gambling within itself. Today with me to talk college football, we are two weeks left in the regular season. Kind of a sad, scary thing. We have friend of the show, Alex Post, Post Shalom. Good to be back. Yes, this is actually going to be your official spotlight on the show. I think our others, we've had three or four episodes. We were like, all right, we got to scrap that. Yeah, the prodigal son has returned. Uh, There are some (laughs) tapes from before the official start of the show. Someday they'll get leaked, but... Well, cool. We're here for college football. We have a good slate to talk about. I mean, this isn't the most exciting thing in the world, but I do think we have a lot of good value. I want to point out and want to start off the show with talking about the futures. We got some Heisman talks here. We got, I mean, who's in our college football playoff? Who's going to win their conference championship? Does Clemson get in? Does TCU get in? There's a lot of things to talk about in the future. I think there's decent value. So let's kick it off with that. Then afterwards, we'll talk about the slate. So right now, because it's first on my book, that's what we're going to discuss first. Who is our Heisman? Right now, C.J. Stroud is still the favorite. Hendon Hooker is a plus 350 second runner up. Caleb Blooms plus 500. Drake May getting a lot of hype around him for some fucking reason. Plus 550. Stetson Bennett, not the Stetson basketball school, but Stetson Uh, Bennett, plus 750, and Blake Corum. Blake Corum kind of pisses me off because I think B. John Robinson is a far better running back, but that's just, I think Texas has just done B. John a disservice. Sorry about that, B. John. But kind of want to discuss and talk this. Is there any value in taking C.J. Stroud at plus 100 at even money? There is very little in my opinion, because basically I think him and Quorum are kind of, you know, next week um, with the big game, they're going to be kind of facing off kind of de facto uh, Heisman playoff game, really. Yeah. And that actually brings up a very good point. So like right now, if I plus 800, eight to one odds here, let's say you are already leaning like, hey, I think Michigan's a better team than Ohio State. I wouldn't like you should put a sprinkle on Blake. Because you could see the Heisman voters and all that shit flip just like that. You can see the dog turn into the favorite real quick in just one game at this time of the year. If Michigan wins in Ohio State and Blake Corum, I don't know, scores two touchdowns, 100 yards rushing. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, but um, we are going to get to it later. I think Ohio State's going to open as a huge favorite. Um, So that might give a little value to Stroud, even with the poor odds. Um, And something I was thinking about earlier is uh, Ohio State, they haven't played Michigan at home since 2018. Something I saw on the Twitters because 2020 got canceled. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. What a weird time we're living in. Yeah. All right. So I had to double, I had to do a double take on that one, but I do think the shoe's going to be fired up. I think Ohio State is going to be rightly the favorite and win that game. So. That'll boost Stroud for sure. Yeah, and it sucks for like our hooker tickets that we place early at the year. I don't know anybody else that's talking about hooker in July like me and Joe were. But that being said, I think our hooker tickets are dead. There's no cash out options for us. We're fucked. 
they really – I don't like the way the SEC runs. I think best two teams just – they should have their own college football playoff, the SEC college playoff or championship committee, and they should just literally pick the best two teams. Yeah, well, they're doing away with divisions, I heard. Do you hear that? Good. Is that because Texas OU's yeah. going in? Maybe. Just I think they're just taking that chance to do it because the last few years the West has been so lopsided. And then this year now the East is actually lopsided. Um, so to your point, if he wasn't in such a lopsided division. Yeah, I think, we, I think we got robbed based on uh, SEC being the SEC. Uh, Caleb Williams. So he's got two really big games left. I know it doesn't sound like it, but UCLA, that's a top-ranked matchup. You're going to have two teams in the top 25. That's a big rivalry game. Then he finishes up in Notre Dame, at Notre Dame, I believe. That being said, Notre Dame has now come out of nowhere to be a relevant school. They're ranked. They beat Clemson. They've looked good the past couple weeks. Marcus Freeman's got them going. I mean, if you could see Caleb Williams winning out, then winning the Pac-12, they'd have to beat Oregon. They, They have to beat somebody in the North. I wouldn't say that's crazy to think that he could do it. Uh, you've heard me as of week three, I put in a couple units, an irresponsible amount of units on Caleb Williams to win the Heisman. I think that team with Lincoln Riley knows how to score. They've had a couple bad games, but that was early in the season, and these voters have very short-term memory. So I think these last two games are huge for any Heisman. So Caleb Williams at plus 500, I might even double down. Absolutely. Those are really high-profile games. I mean, tomorrow's a battle for L.A., and it's a lull before all the rivalry games next week. So it's really the biggest show, you know, biggest yeah, that's game the, in town. I mean, for fuck's sakes, game day's at, like, Montana. Right. Like, they were even like, all right, this, we just got to give one to the little guys. <laughs> I heard this is going to be the coldest game in uh, game day history. They're already in negative degrees. Yeah, and they're bringing Lee Corso back out there. So he must be doing well if they're willing to wheel him out there, but. They got to keep him frozen like Ted Williams. Prayers up for the sunshine scooter. Good Lord. All righty. Let's get on. So Heisman talks over. I still feel like hookers, terrible value at three, three fifty. I love Caleb Williams right here. And I even like Blake Corm. If you are a Michigan fan and you think Michigan can pull this off, you got to sprinkle a little bit on it just because that's, you're going to see that go from eight to one to basically two to one in like less than two weeks. If Michigan wins. Now, that being said, I kind of want to look at the conferences. We have a lot of conferences decided. Uh, just future series, ACC's odds to win, to win. Right now, Clemson is a minus 290 just to win outright. If they don't win, it's plus 200, at least on my book. Post, you're more of the ACC expert. I personally think Clemson sucks. I've expressed this every week on the show. They've made me eat crow. Then I've been right. I've been wrong. Um. I think North Carolina could beat them. I don't think so. I would. I like the wishful thinking. I think Coach I Mack. Think North Carolina's defense, um, it's going to be a problem. But it'll be a fun game. I'm so sick and tired of seeing DJ. <laughs> yeah, if he's still a quarterback, I will probably sprinkle a little bit of money on the plus two to 200 here. I'm not a fan of Drake May. That's not why I'm... Big on North Carolina. I think Mac Brown knows how to coach a big game. He may give up 80 points, but he'll score, he'll score 81. Dabo knows how to coach a big game, too. 
what has he done? I chagrin, but what has he done in the past <laughs> six years? Oh. Created some amazing talents like Deshaun Watson. What? <laughs> they send guys with good character out of there. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. He looks pretty. I don't know. I feel like that team sucks. I, I'm still on board of just hating on them. They're, uh, they're pretty mid, as the kids would say, but they've been there, done that. Still think they're better than UNC. All right. Hope you're right. I really would love to see North Carolina win. I feel like Pitt winning last year was really ha- like made me happy. Just to see something different. And North Carolina to see them win a ACC championship would be cool. Uh, on to the next one. We kind of foreshadowed to it earlier, talking about Heisman and Stroud and Blake Corum. Uh Ohio State to win the Big Ten right now. That's kind of the bet I have. Minus 350 for them not to win is plus 235. So this is kind of a foreshadowing of what the lines are going to be set at at the Ohio State-Michigan game. Uh, so basically, if you really want to think about it, Ohio State is minus 350. Michigan's going to be a, almost a $2 fav- $2 dog. So if you want to take that bet early, get ahead of the lines, and you're once again a big Michigan fan, take the plus 235. You might see that switch around. Anything like that. What's your thoughts? I agree. I would get in Ohio State early. Um, they're playing Maryland tomorrow. Michigan's playing Illinois. I think they'll both romp. I think they're both excited for next week. Uh, but if they do both romp, that's still just advantage to status quo, which is <laughs> Ohio State. And uh, I think those odds will stay the same or only uh, you know go go further for Ohio State. So cool. Next thing up, my favorite conference. I think the best conference in college football is the Big Twelve. TCU is already locked itself into the championship game then this is why it's the best conference in football. This is the only conference that plays every team. So that means they're going to play a team twice. Doesn't happen often. I absolutely adore it. That being said, TCU to win the Big 12 is minus 160. TCU to not win is plus 120. Any thoughts on this? You're the Big 12 guy. I'm going to have to defer to you. So that being uh, you know, said, we attended the TCU Texas game the other week, and I feel it's it's uh, you know enough distance we could talk about it now. They look pretty good. I'm not upset anymore. They looked pretty good. I'm still on board of firing every coach there, <laughs> but I'm also on the same side At of Texas? like yeah. There, there's a part of me that would say just pull the trigger, shoot him. Uh, but the other side of me is like, well, Arch would leave, and we don't know what that would be like. So. That being said, here's my take on this. If you right now Texas TCU minus one sixty favorite to win, they are going to have to play Kansas State, which is the more likely matchup. They beat Kansas State at TCU twenty eight thirty eight. Now I don't know if you know about this post, but they did take out Adrian Martinez in a dirty hit in the third in the second quarter. So that game got very lopsided as soon as Adrian Martinez was out. I think it's very hard in college football to beat a team twice. I think right now is the best chance you are going to get to get plus money on them not to win. And this is probably why in the future bets later, they're such a big heavy dog to even make a championship run and win the championship. So that being said, I would take Kansas state as a dog to beat TCU in the conference championship game. Then of course, in a weird situation, let's say Kansas State beats gets beaten by West Virginia this weekend, or they lose to Kansas or next week. 
Texas beats Kansas this week and wins against Baylor on Thanksgiving. Texas is in. Now you have a rematch, Texas TCU. That game, me and Post, we lived it, we watched it, was fucking miserable. That being said, I don't think we do that again. I don't think in a dome situation we would have that much trouble. I literally do not think we can play in cold weather. I think this is a very unlikely matchup, and I'll bring that up later when we talk about the slate of games. Well, I think the final score was a little deceiving. I think Texas defense played. Texas defense got a garbage time. Right, they touchdown to make it ten to seventeen. The levy broke late, you know, but the way they came to play would keep you in any game. Um, I just think TCU did the same. Every time I looked downfield, no one was open for Wade. So, yeah, and another thing to bring up with that because, like, I like you said, Texas defense was incredible that night. Probably the one thing that we can hang our hat on after we left. Um, TCU's averaging thirty-eight to forty-five points a game. And we held them to the lowest of 17. It's like the first time they didn't score in the 30s all season long. That I don't think goes away. I think TCU will continue to struggle with that. I can't wait for C <coughs> in a situation if TCU does beat Kansas State or Texas in these options. I think it'd be hilarious to see them play Georgia. Uh, Georgia wins by 45. So you're probably right about Georgia. But just to be clear before we move on from this one, so K-State just has to lose to West Virginia and Texas has to win out? K-State has to win one game. Texas has to win out. Okay. Which Texas schedules Kansas in Kansas. And on a 1-10, to if you're asking me how scared I am of that game, it's pretty high. Uh, Let's say, like, I'm at an 8.5 of terrified for tomorrow. (coughs) I think we beat Baylor fine in week, the last week of the season. That's senior day. That's Bijan's last game. I might bring a couple tissues with me. I might be a little emotional. Uh, other than that, I, I think it's more likely we're going to see TCU versus Kansas State. Okay. West Virginia is a rowdy place to play. We'll talk about that here in the near future. Uh, do we even need to discuss the SEC? Georgia to win is a minus 800. Georgia not to win the SEC championship is plus 435. So you're basically telling me LSU is a – You'd have Plus, to give me way more to feel that it's worth it for LSU. It's yeah, it's so far in our order of dogs. I like K State, UNC. I'm ambivalent. Yeah, I like it a little. LSU, no way. Gotcha. And right now, I, I think Georgia takes this pretty quickly. I think I'm pretty proud of Brian Kelly to actually turn his program around so quickly. I still think he's a big dumb dipshit, but you know what? Good for him. Rough way to start the season, and he bounced back. He went from losing to Florida State, which isn't a knock on Florida State. I mean that in a really sincere way. It's a devastating way to lose. To have a wide receiver say, I'm fucking hitting the transfer portal right afterwards. I mean, that could have crumbled really quickly, and Brian Kelly pulled it around. So good for them being a more positive Jordan of the day. So kudos to LSU. I'm proud of him. I'm sure his family is as well. (laughs) I'll tell you what. God. That was so. That feels like so long ago. But right now, I'm looking at this Georgia to win the college football playoff championship minus one fifteen for them not to win minus one fifteen. So basically, a coin flip on this game. Um, I don't know if I'm taking either one of those. I think I'd rather just 
I want to see the matchups because I, I really want to know who the hell the third seed is going to be because I feel like this is what's going to happen. Let's say TCU wins out, wins the Big 12 championship. They're, I think there's no way they're a third seed. They're always going to be a third. Correct. Georgia beats LSU. Let's pretend in a world Ohio State beats Michigan. Whichever one wins, Big Ten. They're going to be a two, two. So right? Georgia number one, Big Ten champion number two, TCU number four. So then who's going to leapfrog TCU? Which I think they can only do one thing, and that would be Tennessee with a one loss what to the USC, number one team. If USC wins out, I think they would have a strong case. Then USC has a strong case. And this is where I think the college football playoffs fucking blow. Somebody's going to get fucked. Somebody's yeah. absolutely going to get host because it's not like USC had a cupcake schedule. Utah, tough. Uh, UCLA, tough school. Oregon, which they may play in the Pac-12 championship, tough. Notre Dame, quote-unquote, tough. I. It's going to be a hell of a debate towards the end. My money says the college football playoff jerks off to the SEC. I think Tennessee is going to win that battle in these long debates. No one's lost money betting that way, but <laughs> we talked about earlier USC with uh, UCLA and Notre Dame, two high-profile teams, two ranked teams. They'd have to minimum win those both to be talking about this, but that would put them be neck and neck. But Well, here, I let me it. ask you this. In a two-versus-three seed, do you think Ohio State beats Tennessee? I think that'd be a hell of a game. Now, let I me love switch that this game. Real quick. Yeah, that's going to be a fun <laughs> one. Let me switch that real quick. Do you think Ohio State beats USC? Yes. Yeah, see, and that's where I'm going, okay, give me Tennessee to right. make that third seed. Because I feel as much as I love USC and how much they've scored and won me money this entire season, I think Tennessee, Ohio State would be the better matchup. I think they're going to give Georgia TCU as a four seed to just kind of be a little cupcake to get them in because they love Georgia. Yeah, I'm probably wish casting a little bit, you know, kind of, of hoping course. USC will come in and break up the SEC monopoly. No, I'd love to see but two Big Ten. One of these days, we're going to live a life where there's no SEC in this playoff. We're going to have a Pac-12 team, a Big 12, an ACC, and a Big Ten. All right. Something weird is going to happen. Good luck with that, but... To your point about the playoffs, if we had an 18 playoff, think about five through eight right now. Tennessee, LSU, USC, Alabama. Um, These would make bowl games so I much better. Think all of those SEC teams, five, six, and eight, they could definitely hang with Georgia, and USC could hang with some of the others. So eh, we need to get to that world quick. What is that? 2024. I think so. I think we got one more year. Dude, I can't. In two years, we'll have a 18 college football playoff. No daylight savings time. Things are looking up. Sounds like the world's becoming a better place. It really is. You know what? So right now, you look outside, out it might be doom and gloom. 2024, we're going to have a 12-team playoff. I think we're going to be all right. Yep. All right, let's get to the slate. Oh, wait. Put your money on Tennessee just as a sprinkle here. That's what I was trying to get at earlier. Uh, plus 1,200, I think Tennessee to accidentally beat Ohio State is highly likely. I don't love it, but then I would love to see the rematch between Tennessee and Georgia. Tennessee, I think, would beat Georgia on the second go-around. So I actually really like that. I have a little ticket in on it already. 12-1 to 1 odds, pretty decent value there. Rocky Top, 
Go Bulls. There you have it. All right, let's get to the slate. We're it's it's kind of I don't know if it's a seasonal depression or I just know college football's about to be over. But I am feeling a little down in the dumps here. We are into the second to last week. We have a good I usually try to start this off with a morning slate post, then go to mid afternoon, then night games. So that's kind of how we'll go from here. We have a very early 10 a.m. kick. Navy at Central Florida. That's an 11 a.m. kick for those Central Florida kids. Joe's not very good at time zones. So I had to like really explain that to him. It's just a habit. <laughs> uh, but UCF is a home favorite at 16 points. Over under on this game is 53 points. I looked at this. I usually bet the first slate of the game. I think it's a superstition thing for me. I think if um, I win, it's a good note for me to continue betting. If I lose, I kind of just stay away from the games. So that being said, I have one play on this, and it's a very simple play. I want UCF team total over 34.5 points. Normally in the situation, I would take the over 53, but I am just terrified of Navy not scoring. I think UCF can score over 35 points. That's typically a trend they hit. Navy doesn't have a defense. That's life. I mean, it's that simple. That's my reasoning behind it. So the UCF offense is going to be your Punxsutawney Phil tomorrow. It's going to pretend what's going to happen the rest of the day, whether it sees a shadow or not. Yes, it is Groundhog Day with the Groundhog. Okay. You're very smarter than me because I have no (laughs) idea what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my first play of the day. Then we got the University of Louisiana Lafayette. They're going into Florida State. I think this is the last Florida State game, right? No. Florida, oh, you still play Florida week, after this? Florida okay, week. so yep. it's not a senior game. Yep. But Florida State is a 23.5 point favorite. The total on this is 52 points. Any thoughts on this since you're my Florida State guy? I like Florida State. I like, <laughs> I like over. We scored 45 the past two weeks against Syracuse, who has tailed off lately, but they're definitely not a bad squad by any means. This was away in New York, 2,000 miles away. This is going to be at home. I think we're going to be up. We're going to be ready for Florida. We're seven and three, about to be eight and three. Haven't had that kind of success in four or five years. We're going the right direction. Yeah, Louisiana Lafayette is having a really rough year. They are not covering the ball well or covering the spread at all. If I looked at it last time correctly, I think they're one and like they're like two and eight against the spread record wise. About to take a quick gander on that. But I was leaning Florida State. I saw that the line was actually at minus 25 earlier this week and has dropped in Florida State's favor. I kind of like where that is going. So, and I believe FSU's running back or running game is top five in the country. I believe Jordan Travis's top 10 to 15 in the country fluctuates. Um, we've been scoring. I, I don't think that over is going to be much of a problem. Yeah. It, so I don't know if Louisiana will be able to chip in what they need in order to do that. I could see us pulling a lot of starters for you, to get ready for Florida. We have a short week, so that's something to think about. We have a six-day week to Florida. We play on Friday. Ooh, that's a good point. So do you think, just out of curiosity here, just you you go to these games? Because I already, like, as a Texas fan, I already know, like, we have uh, look-ahead games, and this could potentially be a trap, right? 
You're already looking ahead to Florida. You're maybe overlooking Louisiana Lafayette. Louisiana Lafayette's not a good school. But do you think you actually slip up a little bit? That's kind of my fear of the over here at 52. And also the fear of Louisiana not scoring. Would you take the hit or take the bet of over 37 and a half team total points for Florida State? I would take over 37 and a half for Florida State. But live on air, I've changed my mind about the over under for the whole game. I would go under now. Okay, under 52. Right. Because I'm thinking we get. You know, we've all had those trap games to answer your question. I don't think tomorrow will be one because Norvell has too many in recent history. I mean, we lost to Jacksonville State for crying out loud within recent memory. Um, so I don't think he's going to allow that to happen. But with the short week, I could see us running out to a lead, going conservative, pulling some starters, and Louisiana might have trouble scoring. So, all right. Florida State, Florida State team over, but under for the game. Yeah, I think it's an official pick. I will probably play around with the team total 37.5 over Florida State. Uh, next game up, another ACC battle. Duke at Pitt. Duke as a very sneaky 7-3 and three team. I don't think anybody's talking about it too much. Uh, Pitt 6-4. and four. Pitt is a home favorite of 7 points. Early this morning, I saw this at 7.5. I think a lot of people jumped on Duke. Uh, total on this game is 49 points. Um, any thoughts on this? I think uh, Duke's going to prevail. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a close game. I I would say, like, I wish there was... Is, I, is Do we know if this is Pitt's last game? Good question. Last home game, I mean. Let's find out. Because right now, as of so. this morning, I already put a little twenty, like a little small unit bet on Duke plus seven and a half. I so I do like Duke to cover if it's seven and a half. Um, this is not Pitt's last game. It is their last home game. Okay, so it's their last home game. Um, yeah, they so we play got in Miami United next then. week. There will probably be four thousand people in the crowd. Um, so yeah, senior night. So senior night for Pitt. There might be a little juice on there. I don't look as Duke as the team that wants to play spoiler. I just think they're there to like for shits and gigs. They, yep. they seem like a club that just became a division one football team. I don't know. They're a good club. I'm still leaning Duke to cover. I'm kind of weary on that since I've already taken them at plus seven and a half. Maybe stay away from that one. I don't know what to do with the over under on this. Pittsburgh seems to be having shitty weather. The whole Northeast is the rust belts dying right now. Just with the blizzard. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it's me 28 degrees at kickoff. No precipitation like Buffalo, so that's a positive. So just a flat-out cold game? Flat-out cold game. I don't think that'll affect the over-under. No, it shouldn't. I mean, they're pit kids. They got some grit. They're pit kids. They're Duke kids. Fuck, this makes me now want to lean pit. (laughs) Talking it out? I like pit. Talking it out, I like Pitt money line. I still like Duke to cover if you're getting a touchdown. All right. I have him at seven and a half. Hopefully, I just lose by a touchdown or I win by the hook at least. Um, next game up, we got Indiana and Michigan State. And this is one of those games post. I was like, man, college basketball conference plays already starting. This is crazy. <laughs> and I just completely forgot. Oh, yeah, there's still football. Uh, Indiana on the road, 11 point dogs, Michigan State. Favored by 11. Over under on this is 47 points. I don't really have too much on this. 
Uh, Indiana is kind of a gritty team. Michigan State seems to be falling off a cliff. If I had to take a pick, I'm leaning Indiana plus 11. Well, the people are with Michigan State, 62%. Interesting. And Indiana's 3-7 and seven against the spread. So, a couple counterpoints, but... Yeah, I'm actually looking at this right now. There it is. 32% of the bets are on Indiana, but 50% of the money is on Indiana. Seems like a lot of technical sharp money there. Uh yeah, I'm feeling good with Indiana. I'll, I'll probably place that. This really all comes down to what UCF does. Once again. Right. Our entire weekend is coming down to that. Uh, next game up, I do have a play that is already in place. Virginia Tech at Liberty Biberty. Liberty is a 10-point favorite. Over-under on this game is 46.5. My official bet is pretty simple. Liberty is a high-scoring team. Virginia Tech is not. I don't want to put my faith in Virginia Tech to hit the over. I'm going for Liberty Biberty team total over 28 and a half points at plus money. I think this is my favorite play of the college football morning. That is going to be my four unit play for the the morning. My only thought is I'm just sad to see that Virginia Tech's a 10 point dog to Liberty. You know, where's the good old Beamer ball? Liberty is a wagon, dude. Yeah, the fighting Malik Willis is right. He went there. Yeah. I could not tell you another player. <laughs> Me neither. That's why I, said I know it. Liberty beat the shit or they punked Arkansas at Arkansas, which then basically put a scare in LSU. I know we can't play that type of game, but I just think Liberty's a better team than a lot of people think. And Liberty scores. Plain and simple. I love the twenty eight and a half points. I think they easily score thirty to forty points tomorrow. So that's my play. If you got anything on this post? No. When it comes to Liberty, the pick is mutual. You son of a bitch. <laughs> that was good. All righty. Illinois at Michigan. This is one of our playoff teams. I feel like I've been riding this train all playoff time. If a team needs to score a shit ton of points, they need to do it to prove their place in the playoffs. I really like Michigan minus 17 and a half. Illinois is a tough school. They do cover a good chunk. I'm a little nervous about this, but I think I would have to lean Michigan minus 17 and a half. I do too. Their O-line's so good. Um, they have so much to play for in the season. I don't see them dropping egg tomorrow. They're yeah, it also looks like uh, money's pretty split up. I mean, 40, 57% of the bets are on Michigan. 60% of the money is on Michigan, so it, it's leaning more. T- oh, close to parity. That's it just went a little bit more towards closer to Michigan. But other than that, yeah. here, what is the standings on the Big Ten? Like, is Illinois fighting for a Big Ten championship berth? No, I don't think so. But that other, um, that division of the Big Ten is so sorry that it's really hard to say. Pulling it Actually, up. Uh, I stand corrected. They are fighting. There are, in fact, four, four and three teams. <laughs> so, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, and Minnesota. They need to also kill so, divisions in that. <laughs> yes. I don't know if In fact, that... it's actually worse in the Big Ten when you think about it. In the SEC, it was really slanted towards the West for a while with LSU and Bama in their heyday. And then Auburn was kind of 
in the mix. I feel like the Big Ten, uh, what is it called? The Big Ten West should just be a part of the maxion. Like, I think Toledo could hang with those schools. Yeah. Yeah, they're like quadruple A maxion, you know? So right now, Purdue is basically on top of the board right there. Illinois does have something to fight for. Hold your thoughts. I'm reversing this. I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm taking Illinois plus 17 and a half. Oh, okay. I disagree. (laughs) I think, and this is why I'm going back to what I'm saying earlier. Here's my angle. There's always an angle. Michigan's also looking ahead. Let's pretend in a situation that Michigan's up by like 35 going into half. You're not going to keep all your starters in. You're probably going to get healthy for Ohio State. This has a potential for a huge <laughs> backdoor cover for Illinois. Love a good backdoor. You're saying Michigan would look ahead with a coach like Harbaugh? The Harbaugh's, they're known for being so even-keeled <laughs> and keeping their team in the moment, you know, never to be a hothead. So you're making some good points. I still like Michigan. I think they're so up for this game and, you know, just the fact that they're back and they've turned Michigan-Ohio State back into a semi-playoff. I like them, but, man, that Big Ten West is sorry. So There's two angles to look at, right? They're fighting with Iowa. (laughs) They're fighting with Iowa to win that division. Unbelievable. Iowa's four and three, and that's like a common score of Iowa games at halftime, four to three. (laughs) All righty, let's go to the next Big Ten matchup which is another team that's competing for the West. We got Northwestern at Purdue. Fun fact, Northwestern has still not won a game in the U.S. Purdue is a 17.5-point favorite. Over-under on this is 45. Now I will take Purdue minus 17.5. I know they're going to break my heart. They're going to kill me. They, I will get backdoored by Northwestern. Northwestern will not win. You don't say that? You don't think they could party like we're in Dublin? I don't think that was a long time ago. That was week zero. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but I'm noticing a trend here. You think this Big Ten West is going to cause all these teams to overperform? I think for the chance to be slaughtered by Ohio State or Michigan. I really do. This isn't the South Park where they're trying to lose the baseball games. <laughs> they they have something to fight for. I feel like they really do. They could say, hey, we won the Big Ten West. A lot of recruits are going to get sold by that. All the recruits that didn't get picked up by Ohio State and Michigan, they're going to love hearing like, hey, we could go against those guys. This is a big recruiting game. True. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I'm on Purdue. I'm on Illinois. Give me the Big Ten West. I'm taking every team at the points. Okay. Next game up, nothing really too much to talk about here. UConn at Army. Army is a 10.5-point favorite. Over-under on this is 43.5. Uh, I'm pretty confident UConn is, like, one of the best covering teams in football. They're 8 in something against the spread. Let me double-check that real quick. I hate being... Wrong on this show, but it happens. And how are the schedules looking here? We have Army who's three and six. UConn is six and five. Ten point dogs. Army plays another. They play a game afterwards. Yeah, UConn is the best covering team 
in college football. They're nine and right. two against I, the spread. I'm just saying a team with a winning record is going up against a three and six team in this ten point docs. Maybe it's because it's at Army. Maybe so. I'm not sure where Army even plays. Where's West Point? That sounds like a dumb question. Um, it's in New York, like upstate New York. Yeah. Okay. So is that potentially it? I mean, it's not like UConn doesn't know not how to play in the cold. It's two hour, two or three hour drive from UConn. So okay. Might even have a couple fans. That being said, I didn't realize this was an upstate New York. Give me the under 43 and a half. I won't bet against the military because I do support the troops. So I will stay away from UConn. If you do not care about the troops, take UConn plus 10 and a half. Why not? Get cocky. You know, I have a lot of family who are alma maters. Also, you know, I'm just a enemy of the troops. So we'll take, we'll take UConn. <laughs> no, you, hey, you just may not care enough. Okay. I insufficiently care. Okay. My favorite game of the week. We're going to talk about it. It is going to be UMass at Texas A&M. Texas A&M at home is a 32 and a half point favorite. Over under on this game is 47. My favorite thing I'm looking at here is UMass team total. Do you think they can score more than a touchdown? Over seven and a half is plus one thirty-two. I'm going to say no. I don't. I don't feel great about it because I've seen the Jimbo train leave the tracks, and when things go sideways with his teams, they really get out of control like a Buffalo blizzard. So <laughs> I think I'm not confident, but UMass is that horrible that I will take every bet against them. My favorite quote by Jimbo this year is when they were talking about, it's like, hey, you're losing a lot of games and you're losing a lot of recruits. What are you going to do to stop that? He went, well, some recruits want to play for winning programs. Some recruits want to have playing time. Unbelievable. How that guy still has a job. He is. There's the winning mentality. He's fleeced the uh, Texas A&M Aggies, and it's fucking hilarious. Uh, that being said, out of spite, I'm not going to take this, but as a professional trying to do what's right by the people. I will say Texas A&M does cover 32 and a half points. Uh, for fun, if you want to have a little excitement at 11 a.m., let's take UMass over seven and a half to get the plus 132. I think that seems like a fun bet. That is a fun bet. That's the only bet about this game that is fun at all. <laughs> um, you know, looking back on their schedule, they scored 33 points against Arkansas State last week. Arkansas State or Arkansas? Arkansas State. UMass. They did. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're making me feel a little worried here. But prior to that, um, you know, we're looking at 10 against UConn. Against UConn. 13, 7. UConn, the greatest covering team in football 13, right 0. You get the point. Um yeah, I they was looking at with that. They flirt with that seven-point mark a lot. Um, they've gone over it a little more than not, but even A&M in their worst year is still the best team they face this year. So, other than Liberty, <laughs> I, how many times has uh, Texas A&M gone over thirty points? Because you do have to score more than thirty points to cover a thirty-two-point spread. Yeah, that math checks out unless uh, UMass managed to get a negative score. Which it's possible. Team can't count that. them out. It would really fuck over my over seven and a half bet. 
Yeah, this is like fantasy football. You can get negative. All right, what else do we have? Well, next game up, we have Florida at Vanderbilt. SEC matchup. I really got nothing on this. I'm assuming like none of these teams have really anything to play for. I mean, Vanderbilt, maybe if they win out, they can get a bowl game. I think Vanderbilt's checked out. I don't really care to bet this. I think there's not much value in this at all. Uh, next 11 a.m. game, we have TCU at Baylor. TCU has... Here, let me go through the spread. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Baylor is the home team. They are a two-and-a-half point home dog. Over-under on this is 57-and-a-half. This game is a little interesting for me. I think when we think of the top four teams now and we're looking at their spreads, this has to be the closest one. I think it's really just because in the way the line is so low, it's because TCU hasn't been Baylor at Baylor in like five years or the last five times they've met up in Waco. I think there is a stigma behind that. I do really believe this TCU team is far better than they've ever been uh, in the Gary Patterson years, even in the Gary Patterson years where they should have been in the college football playoff, however long ago that was. But that being said, I don't want to fuck around with the points. I think the adult decision here is to take TCU money line. Uh, Weird shit happens in Waco. There's open door farm concepts out there. There's health camp with fat burgers, twisted root beer company, way worse things than anything you're talking about in the nineties. But yeah, I was just trying to list off the positives first. (laughs) Well, when you say they haven't won in Waco for a while, that's almost perfect for TCU. That almost, what's the spread on that one? TCU is a two and a half point favorite. I, I feel like this is a trap. I feel like for some reason TCU wins by like two points and I get fucked. Uh, but that's uh, that's a gift for Coach Dykes, right? Because normally they'd be struggling for motivation. They just have big win over Texas. They're feeling themselves. That's actually the perfect thing to motivate them if they haven't won there in a while. Yeah, I'm trying to take so, a quick look. I really like them to keep the foot on the gas. I mean, if we look at this last, like just Horn Frogs trends here, they're 4-0 against the spread in the last four games, 6-0-1 in the last seven games when they fall an ATS win. I mean, they're just that. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, they've covered a shit ton of games in the last four weeks. Trying to look at Baylor uh, over six and one in Baylor's last seven games. Over six and one in Baylor's last seven conference games. Baylor's twenty one four and two against the spread, following a loss against the spread. So maybe that's leaning into that. I don't fucking know. I feel like this is a damn trap. I feel like the line should be a lot higher towards TCU. If I was just going to take a guess, not looking at this, I would assume they'd be at least five point favorites to a touchdown. Right. I was shocked when you said two and a half. So I will take TCU minus minus one forty. I don't think TCU is going to take like let off the gas just because they clinched the big 12 championship berth. I think they have much bigger things and aspirations to make the actual playoff. Minus 140 seems safe. That seems like a very good lock. I'm throwing it in. I'm not touching the points. I'm going to be the adult. It seemed like TCU, they can't have, they can't afford to have a trap game. We talked about earlier, we think they'll be number four no matter what. 
You know, right. I'm sure he's reminding them of that, and they're playing with that mentality that they need to be running it up every single time. So they don't have that luxury. So I just feel on, like I'd be on TCU points and money line. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning the same way. It's hard to. There's not a lot of games you see in college football where get, they win by two. Right. When you're thinking less than three, it's um, it's like a money line light. It's basically you're getting a pick 'em light in a way. Right. I hate that almost seventy percent of the bets are on TCU, but fifty-five percent of the money's on Baylor. <laughs> that makes me a little nervous. Like I'm just I'm just gonna stick with the money line. I was gonna get crazy and do both. I'm just doing the money line. Probably tomorrow I'll be like, ah, I should have done both. All right. That being said, another Big Ten matchup, Wisconsin, Nebraska. I guess Wisconsin. They have to win to get a bowl game. So I think about Wisconsin's trajectory. They fired their coach, right, mm-hmm. a few games ago. I feel like they got a bounce after that. But didn't they start to lose <coughs> again after that bounce kind of subsided? Or am I imagining that? I don't know. I just I, Every time I feel like I'm watching a Wisconsin game, I literally flip the channel because it's so painful to watch. It's another sad one, kind of like Virginia Tech earlier to see how they've fallen. Yeah, I'm looking at Wisconsin right now, their last couple of games. They, they gave up 24 to Iowa last week, which is like giving up 70 to a regular team. That's 12 safeties. Right. How do you do that? <laughs> I mean, they did beat Maryland, which I think shocked the world. They beat Purdue the week before. Uh, I think the Michigan – what was it? The Michigan State games where he got fired. Right, and where they lost they got the boost against Purdue and Maryland. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. This is a must-win game from Wisconsin to be bowl eligible. Nebraska is already not eligible to do anything. They have nothing to lose. I don't think Nebraska's pumped up to play spoiler. I don't think they give a shit anymore. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin by ten. That's a pretty easy bet for me. I don't even like touching the over on this. I don't know what the weather is in Nebraska, but 41 seems low, and I don't think it's because of weather. I think these teams suck. I think that's a very astute observation. I know. I'm not. I'm no college scientist or anything. but <laughs> Yeah, we're looking at 26 degrees, but zero precipitation. Awesome. Know. Okay. So it's simply that's enough just to think so. That's what boys are used to playing in. Yeah. All right. Next game up, one of our favorite teams on the show. UTSA at Rice, meep, meep. Uh, UTSA is a road favorite, 13 and a half points. Over under on this is 56. The UTSA team total, which is one of our favorite bets, over 36 and a half. I'm writing that again. This is my one of my favorite plays to have. Rice, and the reason why I'm not going over, because if UTSA has a 70-point total, that's typically their average. We always take the over. Rice isn't going to score a fucking point. Rice doesn't know how to score a point. I don't know how they've won five games. That itself is impressive. Give me the over 36 and a half UTSA team total. You got anything on that? Nothing to add. Meet me. All right. On to the next one. Kansas State at West Virginia. West Virginia at home has been an absolute racket for all these favorites coming in. They covered against Oklahoma. They actually won outright last week. They won outright 
against Baylor, I believe. I'm going to double-check, make sure. But I remember West Virginia has been a absolute problem for any school that has to play there. West Virginia being a seven-and-a-half-point home dog is pretty juicy. I love the where the hook is. I need Kansas State for my mental stability to lose. <laughs> I'm trying not to be in an emotional better here. But I'm also looking at it this way. West Virginia also has to win out to become bowl eligible. Oh, by the way, West Virginia covered against TCU at home. I was just going to make that point. 31-41. Yep. (coughs) They beat Baylor at home, who we were just talking about. Yes, they beat Baylor. They beat Oklahoma. They have won big games at home. Morgantown is a place I would like to go to one day. I feel like I would need like four or five guys with me just in case. They had to add extra security at the uh, DKR game because West Virginia came here. It's, it's Appalachia. It's a whole different world. Right. I know I'm very loud at football games, so when I do go, I would need some help. And I think there's not enough people that would be like, Jordan, we got you. So I probably will never go to Morgantown to watch a game. That being said, let's back get back on track. I love West Virginia plus seven and a half. I'm taking away the emotional side of Texas possibly sneaking into the championship game. I think West Virginia is just an absolute problem to play in. Kansas State with Adrian Martinez. I do love Adrian Martinez. I think he's found a home. I'm so happy that he got out of the Nebraska shithole. Uh, I'm taking the over on this game, 54 and a half. I think this will be an exciting one. What's the weather look like over there, Post? Cold. That's the theme. Yeah. Freezing. 28 degrees, but no snow. Seems like the snow's kind of contained the Buffalo. All right. Would you now, would you sprinkle a unit, maybe a half a unit, something on the money line, West Virginia, a little lottery ticket? Yes. Okay. I already have. <laughs> but once would again, you, have you? If people are listening to this and they're trying to get advice for, you know, how to make money, I would not. Yeah, of course I would sprinkle a little We're bit. Talking very small sprinkle territory. Like yeah, this, for, if you want to. Yeah, bet a cup of coffee on this. Not the same, bet your electric bill. Bet a cup of coffee. You might get a six-pack of beer later with the the winnings. I'm a big fan. I think West Virginia does cause a lot of shit. Those kids are psychos because they are Appalachian kids. They do love playing spoiler. I don't know what they're spoiling. I guess the the chance to go to the Big 12 championship, they will do that. Also, JT Daniels isn't a bad quarterback. Oh. Um, lost his job to Stetson Bennett at Georgia. So, I don't know. I think he's got something to play for. I think he's trying to get drafted. He might be a seventh-round pick. Who knows? Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot going there. West Virginia always has some good quarterbacks. I think of Pat White when I think of West Virginia. Who doesn't love Pat White? Didn't Geno Smith come from there? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, you can't write him off. Yeah, he wrote him off. Did he write back? I have yet to get a letter from him. He never writes back. I guess he never writes anyone back. All right, next game up. We got Houston at East Carolina. East Carolina is a tough place to play. There's a reason why they're six-point favorites. Over-under on this is a very high total of 67. I'm sick and tired of betting on Houston. We talked about it last week. I'm not doing it anymore. Dana Hogestein should be fired as a coach and never coach again. 
He has turned that program into shit. Both of these teams are six and four. I mean, if anything, this might be East Carolina's last home game, so it might be senior night. I have no angle on this. I don't think I'm responsible enough to bet the over at 67 and a half. I'm sure it's cold. It's November. That seems to be the theme. I got nothing on this game. Yeah, I'm too ignorant to offer the good viewers of this program uh, any kind of take here with their money. Cool. I agree. Under, probably, if you had to. Next game up, Georgia State at James Madison. Uh, This is for the Sunbelt Conference Championship. James Madison, minus nine and a half. Take that. That is an absolute steal. I don't. I cannot tell you a player on that team, but I can tell you with trends. Georgia State is not good. James Madison is. It's just science. Sometimes we make this too complicated, you know? Yeah, sometimes you just got to shoot. Don't think, just shoot. Next game up, Washington State at Arizona. I got nothing here just because I don't think any of these teams matter. I mean, all teams matter. But I just think at some point, like, nothing's going to happen if one of these teams wins or loses. Yep. Sun will come up the next day. Someone else will win the Pac-12. Right. And I'm looking at the next game, Oregon State at Arizona State. Arizona State's awful. They're 3-7. and seven. They're terrible. Oregon State will at least try to play football. They'll try to fuck around. They could potentially sneak into a Pac-12 because they are only a three-loss team in conference. They could accidentally sneak in there. I think there's a hell of a path for them, so they have something to play for. I like Oregon State minus seven. Now, next game, Old Dominion at App State. Old Dominion is a very, very good 3-17. and 17. App State needs to win a football game to become bowl eligible. They have fallen from God's graces after beating Texas A&M. We've come to find out Texas A&M is just a bad football team. Uh, they had a miracle Hail Mary at game day. Luke, uh, just a hell of a good two weeks for them. Since then, they got beat by Texas State. They've been beaten by, I think, James Madison. Here's the best play for this. That is too many points for App State to cover. App State recently has not covered many games well. I love Old Dominion. I love the puppy that they have as a mascot on the field. I think it might be too cold for that pup, so you may not see him, but I'm a big fan. Give me Old Dominion plus 16, and that is a two-unit bet there. Wow. It's the most confidence all day. Deadass. Love the puppies. Love you too, Wrigley. There's your two-unit bet. Yep. Next game up, Boston College at Notre Dame. Notre Dame heavy favorites because it's at Notre Dame minus 20. I got nothing on this. I don't know what to do with Notre Dame. They seem to – they're very Jekyll and Hyde, and that's fair enough because new coach, young kids, they're Catholics, some of them. So is Boston College. Wow. That's a good point. And they're not very good, Boston College. Yeah, but Boston College is a team that you fuck around and find out. I think Louisville found out. They've covered and played against really good, I say good teams, but decent teams where we thought, I'm not touching that game. I just don't know what to do with them. 
Uh, I'm on to the next one. Penn State at Rutgers. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Rutgers is an 18-and-a-half-point home dog. I say that's that's too many points. I think there's a lot of disrespect towards Rutgers. Rutgers needs to win out. Rutgers will play. Coach Shiano will get the boys buzzing. He does every week, and he covers for us every week. James Franklin, he's bald. He's a bitch-made cat. He throws peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Like, who throws a peanut butter sandwich? Simple facts. Give me Greg Schiano plus 18 and a half. Let's go Rutgers, because it's always Rutgers. And actually, I am very confident in this. Give me Rutgers over 13 and a half points. Team total plus 105. That's two touchdowns. Okay. We got an ACC battle. Post will have a little bit more knowledge on this. He's going to give a little bit more insightful information rather than James Franklin being bald. Uh, North Carolina State at Louisville. Louisville is a home favorite of four points. Over under on this is 43. I've been a big North Carolina State fan all year. Been a big fan of the Wolfpack. What's your thoughts on this? I agree. I don't really like Louisville. I think that's a very modest spread due to them being at home. Um, I would definitely take it to State <laughs> plus four, no doubt about it. I don't like that they copied the Longhorn logo or hand symbol. Yeah, we found that out the hard way. Uh, that being said, I, I'm probably not going to touch this. I'm going to keep moving forward. We do have Miami at Clemson. And we finally have a game that I'm going to bet Clemson. Well done, universe. You did it. Clemson uh, money line. I am taking little, Clemson. Uh, style bet. <laughs> uh, my book doesn't even have the option for a money line, so it must be there. That's guy. the ultimate Tristan bet. It broke the Tristan scale. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm taking Clemson minus 19 um, at Clemson. I'm assuming this is Clemson's last home game. I think this is their senior night. Um, definitely on them. I think, yeah, I, there's no reason to really discuss this. Miami's probably the worst covering team. They're two and eight against the spread. So yeah, five, That's, five overall, which but those five wins. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Just be about it. Just that's easy. an easy bet there. Uh, we have the number two Ohio state team at Maryland. Maryland is a frisky fun team to watch. Maryland, a 27 home dog over under on this is 62. I can't help but just just bet the playoff teams. What has Maryland got to play for? They're bowl eligible. I think their only thing is like, let's not get embarrassed. And I don't think that's a good enough angle for me. I like Ohio State to win by at least 27, if not more. If you can take an alt spread, take it up to 35 points. Sounds like you're leaning over then based on the reasons you said. Yeah, why not? I mean, 62. Playoff team, Stroud's got to show out. We talked about Heisman, playoffs. Yeah, because so that's another play there. huge play. Uh, I just... Since Ohio State's had the defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, I'm blanking out on his name. They have looked good. Uh, Maryland is a high-scoring team. Right now, I see them at 18 as their team total. Ohio State's 48 or 45. 
my thought is can Maryland <laughs> score over sorry. Can Maryland score over 18 and a half points? I don't know. Ohio State does occasionally give up points. I look back at that Northwestern game and I just that was really a bad weather game. I don't know what to think of that. I'll probably stay away from the total just because I don't I it's kind of like flipping a coin at that point. I don't feel great about it. With the Maryland 18. Yeah, I'm looking at the team total of Maryland, so it means that they would have for my 18's a tough number too. Yeah. Because getting over that, who the fuck scores eighteen? Right, like you're either scoring seventeen to twenty-one. Like there's no like that's a weird gap. Basically, you'd have to be shooting for twenty. You know, two tutties, two field goals is possible. Even with all the motivations we said, it could get late in the fourth quarter. Ohio State has a huge lead, and yeah, I'll say Maryland this: could backdoor cover that. We're we're at this weird point in the season where like Maryland, what like hey, they're six and four, they are bowl eligible, right? Why would they go for a field goal? Why not go for the gutso win and go for it? That's like they got point nothing to lose. Yeah. I do think Ohio State will stop a lot of those. Like ah, fuck it. What do we have to lose? Yeah. So that's kind of where it scares me on the over unders on that. Um, I'm still sticking with Ohio State. That is an official pick. That is going to be what I die by. Uh, next game up, we have Georgia at Kentucky. We can't even bet the money line on this game because I'd love to take Kentucky. Kentucky has just fallen off the wagon though. What was to be a fun football team to watch has just looked painful. Uh, Georgia is a road favorite, minus 22.5. I really like Georgia in this situation as well. I think they need to show out. They didn't look fantastic against Mississippi State last week. I think they will do better. I think they blow Kentucky out. I think this is actually going to hurt Will Levis' uh, draft stock. I like Kentucky to cover. I don't think Georgia has much to play for. They could rest every single starter and still probably make it. It wouldn't make a difference in their lives at all. <laughs> they could just rest. Rest them. Save it for the SEC championship game. Could be their day of rest. Yeah, we'll see. I know that's a little sarcastic there, right? On my part? Yeah. Um, a little. I would take Kentucky, absolutely. I'm not being sarcastic about that. Okay. Bucket. We'll do a friendly 20 on that later. We will. All right. Uh, this next game, Texas at Kansas. <sighs> Texas is a nine and a half point favorite on the road. Over under in this game is 63. I've already looked at the weather at this because Quinn Ewers and Colts doesn't match. It's going to be around 35 degrees. There's going to be 15 to 20 mile an hour winds at and around two o'clock. Uh, Kansas starting quarterback, he is not in. They got the Bean Kid in. Bean Kid has at least thrown 14 touchdowns. He hasn't. He's looked good within that offense. This is this is too many points. This will be the first time on the show I will tell you to bet against Texas. Um, so far I've only been wrong one time in Texas games. So I really want you to think about that. And the one time I was wrong was the over in the Texas OU game. I've told you when to stay away. I've told you not to bet them several times. And I've been right every single one. The only one was the over on the Texas OU game. And that was because OU did not score a fucking point. I'm telling you right now, Texas will win the football game. And it will be in the most fucked up way possible. 
there's going to be Kansas people complaining about refs. There's going to be Kansas people complaining about booth reviews, all kinds of shit. It's going to be one of those games where we sneak out of Kansas and it's going to be a bullshit game. We will not cover the nine points. Joker Damas with a very specific prediction for the type of game this will be. I do remember you predicted them to make the college football playoff. So we won't talk about that too much, uh, but that's another one where you might have aired. Yeah, that was but pre-week zero. That was more than you've been wrong about. This that was that was in July. So you know what? Shit happens. It does. So let's say I've been wrong on two bets in Texas. Right. Okay. I still take you I take your uh, word with Texas very seriously. I don't even like the over 63. It's going to be fucking shitty weather. No way. And they've really failed to utilize Bijan last week. And I think there's going to be a big effort because of last week, because of the weather. I think they're really going to try to just feed the rock and get a gritty win and get out of it. I really hope. I, if I see that uh, Quinn Ewers has another 60 to 70 pass attempts in cold weather. Look, I'm a big Quinn guy. I'll, I'll stand by my guy. Even until next year, I will still support Quinn. But if they fucking have him throwing it 60 more times this week, I'm going to fucking throw shit at TVs. So if we show you the score afterwards and you saw 60 pass attempts, that's a Texas loss probably in your mind? Yeah. Or at the very best, uh, nail-biting win? Yeah, if I see Bichon only has 12 rushing attempts, that's, that's a, a loss. loss. That's a loss. It's not the formula this week. Or no. any week, really. But No, it's... Where are we? We're not coaching. Hey, Post, you have two top 10 running backs that could potentially go in the draft, and you're not using them at all. What the fuck? That's Sarkeesian offense for you there. You're trying to take your two and turn it into, you know, like a half. He's not even Coach Sark anymore. I don't even – he's Coach Steve. He can get his name back if he fucking starts playing better. I don't blame any of those kids for that loss. I strictly blame Coach Sark or Steve. I've already fucked up my own rules here. <laughs> you made that clear. All right. Well, so we're taking uh, Kansas to cover. We are taking Kansas to cover. That's not a terrible bet. They've consistently covered a lot of their games. This should be the right trend. Um, if you want to get weird, um, this has also been a very consistent trend. It's only happened one time where they've lost. Uh, take Texas first half uh, money line or take Texas first half spread. That has basically happened. They have covered the first half spread nine out of the ten times. Last week was the first week they did not. Here we go. You got anything on South Alabama, Southern Miss? Not a damn thing. ULM, Monroe, Troy? I don't. Troy's in Alabama. That's all I know. Good. La Tech, Charlotte. If this was basketball, we're taking Charlotte. (laughs) FAU, Middle Tennessee. Once again, if this was basketball, we're taking Middle Tennessee in a heartbeat. We love Middle Tennessee here. Middle Tennessee is great. Cincinnati Temple. I'm pretty confident Cincinnati will blow them out the doors, but what, what does this mean? means nothing. None of these teams have nothing to go for. Don't fuck around. Uh, same shit. Western Kentucky. They are bowl eligible. They're going into Auburn. Auburn needs to win out. I would probably take Auburn. Money line. Western Kentucky has a kid that can fuck around and play around. Uh, I don't bet five and a half. It's a gambling rule of mine. I don't do that. Eh. Auburn money line. Keep it that. Keep it simple. We got Iowa and Minnesota. Minnesota's burned me all year long. Uh, I don't know what 
what team I'm getting out of that. I'm assuming Minnesota needs a win to make the Big Ten West. That's kind of the angle we were going at earlier. They're both four and three. They're two of those four, four and three teams right. playing each other. Uh, just because it's at home, Iowa, you can't score that many safeties. Minnesota minus 140 money line, that seems to be the bet. I'm cool with that. I can live with that loss if it happens. Gophers money line. Uh, Florida International at UTEP. Why am I talking about this game? It's really simple. UTEP is not good. It's really weird that UTEP is a two-touchdown favorite. I understand Florida International is not good, but they're not that bad to where they can't cover a 14-point spread. That's too many points. This should be anywhere from six to seven points. Take FIU. Give it a just a one-unit play. Nothing too crazy. There's better games to bet on, but that is an outlier in the system here. Arkansas State at Texas State. Texas State. Three and seven. Arkansas State three and seven. We got nothing to fucking do here. We are playing to play. Georgia Tech at North Carolina. Now we got a ball game. North Carolina minus 21. Hey, weird question. Didn't even think about this earlier in the futures talk. Let's say North Carolina wins the ACC. They're what would that be? 12 and one. They only have one loss. Yeah. Do they make the college football playoff? Oh, that's a tough one. They beat Clemson. I mean, all right. Georgia's in no matter what. Would they move TCU to three, North Carolina or Clemson to four? Georgia's in no matter what. Ohio State or Michigan is in no matter what. Yeah, that's your one and two seed. We're assuming TCU wins out. TCU controls their own destiny. They can't fall out of it at this point. Right. I would say TCU, no matter what, stays at four or three. If they decide ACC is important and we need an ACC team in, I could see TCU jump into three. So Tennessee plays North Carolina. Who do you think wins? Tennessee in a heartbeat. It was always Tennessee. It's always Tennessee. All right. Just a weird curiosity question. Let's get back on track. North Carolina, 21-point home favorites. Over-under on this is 63. I'm not touching this. That's too big of a spread. Uh, Coach Mack Brown, great offensive mind. May give up a lot of touchdowns. This may get backdoored. Yeah, not fucking around with this. Uh, Stanford at Cal. This is supposed to be the big game, right? That's what they call it. They have nothing to play for. They're both three and seven. Cal is a five-point favorite. Uh, for shits and giggles, I'm just going to take Stanford plus five. Shits and giggles. Yeah, that's a very small bet, guys. Do not go anything crazy with that. Uh, Marshall at Georgia Southern. I got nothing here. I just know Georgia Southern needs one more win to be bowl eligible or consider that. So they may go for it. Georgia Southern plus seven might be the value play. Uh, Chad Pennington Jr. is not that good. So, yeah, I'd probably lean Georgia Southern. I just think there's better games to bet on. I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, we're getting to, into the weeds here. And just hearing Chad Pennington Jr. always triggers me anyway. Yeah, we're getting old. Yeah. It's kind of sad. All right, Texas Tech at Iowa State. I hate doing this. 
Iowa State is a three and a half point favorite. Over under on this is 47 and a half. I'm taking Texas Tech plus three and a half. Matt Campbell became this guy where everybody loved that he was always going to be the future coach of everything. But every week he's just looked like a fucking jackass. <laughs> he's screaming at refs. He's losing his cool. He's over the top, almost obnoxious. Uh, that being said, I'm okay. I, I'm I'm good with Texas Tech. Ah, fuck. They're not good on the road. But Iowa State's not good either. Iowa State is truly awful, though. Yeah, give me Texas Tech. I'm sticking with my guns on this. Plus three and a half. Let's say Iowa State wins by a field goal. I still win with the hook. We're fine. Uh, Tennessee at South Carolina. Same situation. This team needs to fucking score a shit ton of points to get in. Hendon Hooker has a Heisman on the line that he could potentially win if some weird shit happens. Minus 22 seems fair. I think that's a good amount of points. Uh, Spencer Rattler's got his bowl eligibility. He could show out in a bowl game, maybe make his draft class or draft stock rise a little bit, but I don't think he can handle a Tennessee defense. Next game up, we got Boise State at Wyoming. This is actually a heavy bet I've already placed on. Boise State has been really bad on the road. They have not covered well on the road. Wyoming plays pretty well at home. Wyoming is a 14-point dog. This is for the Mountain West. I love Wyoming plus 14. I have a two-unit play on this. I think they hang within two touchdowns. They might win outright. Sprinkle a little bit on the Wyoming money line. Glad to see there's some Cowboys that are going to win this weekend. So, <laughs> All righty. Mississippi at Arkansas. Is there anything on the line for these two teams? Nope. LSU's got the West locked up, right? Yeah. Mississippi minus two and a half. Arkansas is a tough place to play. I don't really like that. If anything, take Mississippi. Uh, maybe because they have to play for, I don't know, a New Year's Six Bowl they could put. Can they even do that? Or would LSU Absolutely. take that since they lose? Right. Okay. Not going to happen. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm still taking Mississippi money line. Minus 125. Arkansas basically had a letdown game last week against LSU. They should have probably won that game. Let it slip between their fingers. It happens. Uh, here we go. The last bedlam. So sad. Kind of an underrated rivalry. Uh, one of the few times I'm a big Oklahoma State fan each year. It is sad. It is sad to see that the uh, business of college football has kind of ruined some traditions and things you watch yearly. But the good news is we get to wake up tomorrow and we get to place wagers on this game for one last time. Oklahoma State is a seven-point dog. Oklahoma is a seven-point favorite. Home favorite. Wow. How? Over under on this game is 67. Here's how post. Uh, ever since Spencer Sanders got hurt from Oklahoma State, they've had Mike Gundy Jr. out there playing. And Mike Gundy Jr. has not played well. He did win last week. Granted, he did win last week. Oklahoma hasn't been playing well either. I feel like when I look at this game, this really reminds me of what Texas TCU's line was. Texas was a seven-point favorite against TCU, the ranked team. I feel like 
Vegas wants me to take Oklahoma State. I feel like they're giving me they they're, they're trying to trap me in this gift. And I'm willing to get trapped. I'm taking Gundy as a dog. I'm taking him as a bedlam. He's a bedlam guy. I think he wants his last win in, on the road in front of all those Sooners. I think he can get he the kids go going. down in Stillwater history. Yeah, I think he will. It's going to be one of those things that are played literally every single pregame at every Oklahoma. Like, hey, this is the last game we beat Oklahoma. That's their Super Bowl. I think this is Oklahoma State Super Bowl. As bad as Oklahoma is, this is an OSU Super Bowl right here. Give me the plus seven. I will fall on the trap. I will go down with the ship. I'm good with the Gundy. Gundy as a dog is an insane track record. I think he's 16-3 and three in his last whatever-something games. I don't know how many times he's ever a seven-point doggy. Yeah, but you know, if they lose, we can go on a Colin Coward-style rant about how nepotism ruins every organization. Yeah. You see it in sports. You see it in business. <laughs> All right, I'm skipping the New Mexico State-Missouri game. Who gives a shit? Uh, Syracuse-Wake Force, we got anything on this? Wake Force is a 10-point home favorite. They have been skidding. Um, I think that loss to Clemson really mentally fucked them. Right. I feel like they still have the same personnel unless I'm missing something. I, I Their quarterback, like they, I think, got hurt and now he came back, but he still looked rough. I almost want them to rebound here. Not want them, but I almost feel that is likely to happen. That's all I got. Yeah, I got nothing on this. Maybe Wake Forest team total over. Seems to be a consistent bet that it's Done well this year. Yes, I agree with that. Um, next game up, we got USC at UCLA. Big game on Big Fox. Uh, USC is the technical road team. They're playing at the Rose Bowl. UCLA is the home dog at plus two and a half points. Basically a pick em. Over or under on this is quite interesting. High. 76 and a half points. 76. I knew it would be high, but wow. Um, all year long, I've bet on the USC team total over. I've also dabbled with the UCLA team total over. I'd be damned if I don't take the team, the full game over on this. This will be my four unit lock as well for the night game over 76 points. This will be a 40 to 50 style game. And this is going to be a game that Caleb Williams will have on his Heisman level resume where he threw for seven touchdowns and, like, had 600 yards. It'll be fucking nuts. This will be a fun game to have. Absolutely. And their running back got injured, right? USC, so. Yeah, a lot of passing. I think that'll be even better for Caleb. It'll really just be time for him to show up. A lot of passing. I, if anything, I, if I had to take a team in this, I am taking USC money line. I'm not taking the spread. I just think that's. It's a 20 cent differential between the two and a half to the money line. Might as well just be frugal and take the safe bet. Uh, Next game up, we have UAB at LSU. LSU is a 15 point favorite. For some reason, that seems very low for a home team playing UAB. I think LSU could easily score more than two touchdowns against them. I like LSU in that. 
I agree. They got a lot to prove, as one of our friends would say. Colorado State at Air Force. Sort of a rivalry game. This game, by the way, typically goes under. I think it's gone under the last eight years. The under we have here is 42. Um, I'm going to stick with that. I think Colorado State's a really bad team. Air Force is a very tempo team that's time of possession type of game. I like the under. I don't like Air Force to cover, but Colorado State's awful at fucking covering the spreads too. Definitely just a game to not fucking touch. But if we're looking at trends, I really do like the under on this. Okay, we'll take any insight we can get when we're getting into the depths here. So, Yeah, Colorado and Washington. I think Washington's one of those teams that has something to play for. I think. I'm not sure how the Pac-12 works. I'm kind of uncertain on that. I don't really believe the Pac-12 should exist, but that's just me. Uh, they are playing Colorado. Colorado has won uh, one more game than Northwestern in the U.S. So one and nine Colorado. They're at Washington. This should be a blowout for Washington. Minus 31 home favorites. Give me that just as a simple pick. Uh, San Jose State at Utah State. Utah State has to win this game to get in the bowl. There's a reason why they're picking both these teams fucking blow. I'm not touching this. If I had to lean Utah State, they are the former Mountain West champs. Maybe, maybe show some fucking class here. Maybe, maybe actually show something. Right. And they both have state in their name. And Utah is the only one of those two that is, in fact, a state. So that's a that, good point. On that basis, fucking great point. I'm emptying out my bank account. Yeah, so that, yeah, actually, we're turning this into a 20-unit play here on Utah <laughs> State. Lock it in. Uh, next one is our next top 10 matchup or close to top 10 matchup. Utah at Oregon. Both eight and two teams. Utah heading into Oregon. Oregon is a bitch to play in. Um, Bo Nix is fun to watch. Bo Nix, I think, should be in. If there's, I wish there was a separate category from the Heisman. As in a fun fucking player to watch. Bo Nix, yeah. way to turn it around, bud. We made fun of you at Auburn for four years straight, and you got the love and attention back on you. Well done. Um, That being said, I find it very surprising that Oregon is a home dog. Maybe somebody knows something we don't, but I feel like I'm betting on Oregon. I like the two and a half points. I like the money line, actually. Right. Another one of those money line two and a halves. Yeah, what'd you say? A pick 'em light? It's like a pick 'em light. There's a few few scenarios that could foil your pick 'em here. Yeah, I'm good with I'm I'll die with Bo Nix. I think he's had a hell of a year. I hope his draft stock goes up. I hope he's a solid third or fourth round quarterback that ends up with the Colts and starts. That'd be fun to watch. Indianapolis Bo Nix. Seems like a good place. So that being said, there's not many games left. Unless, Post, you want to talk about Fresno State and Nevada? Uh, yeah, big bulldog guy. No, I'm good. You got anything on UNLV in Hawaii? I'm a big Vegas guy, but... Um, You're just know, not a rebel. I'm not a rebel, and the only football I've watched from Las Vegas has been at professional level, and it would barely qualify for that. So, Hey, at least uh, UNLV plays in Hawaii. This seems like a good, fun road trip for him. Yeah. 
You know, good for them. You know what? Fuck it. UNLV minus 11. You can't lose. You're going to Hawaii. So. Yeah, I actually take that back. Take that back. We're just not even going to touch that. They already won by showing up. They may not give a fuck. All right. So, guys, that is the show. Please tweet us, follow us, let us know when we sucked, where we were wrong, make fun of us. I don't really give a shit. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are going to post. I post all my lot picks in the morning. Uh, follow us at Goofs and Gambles. Follow, subscribe, tell your friends. If you don't like us, don't tell your friends clearly, but act like this never happened. All righty. Hope everybody's bets wins. Thank you, Post, for filling in for Joe. Uh, we will be back next week. We are going to try to start doing a daily NBA pickums. We'll do our best. We're just two goofs gambling. Now we got a lot of goofs. We got a rotation. We got a rotation of goofs. So I do appreciate everybody filling in today. Uh, I will try to get these posted up as quickly as possible. God bless everybody. Thank you for what listening.